Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. I've been sitting by Bonso's bed, waiting for him to wake up. He may never wake up. Andrew, he attacked first. And I fought back, just like Peter taught me. I've had a lot of fights, Val. I've won because I've always understood the way my enemy thinks. And when I truly understand them. You also love them. I think it's impossible to truly understand someone and not love them the way they love themselves. But in that moment... You beat them. I destroy them. I make it impossible for them to ever hurt me again. And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we review another fan-submitted film where a bunch of kids play online video games starring Harrison Ford, Asa Butterfield, and Haley Steinfeld. It's 2013's Ender's Game. But first, he's the crotchety old archaeologist CIA agent scoundrel turned colonel babysitter to my angsty video gaming teenager. It's James. How are you doing, James? Never tell me the odds. Are, are we done with this? Are we done with the the fan submitted bullshit yet? Uh, I mean, for I don't now. Wanna, for now, I don't want to shit on this movie yet, but I'm going <laughs> to shit on this movie. <laughs> and he's the mother figure that tries to keep all the kids sane while training them to be genocidal maniacs. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Young Ender Wigan. Young Ender Wigan. Young Ender Wigan. Oh, fuck still do you! It. Oh my god, damn, I still do you. it. I fucking hate you. You know yeah. what they call that in the biz, Rob? A callback. Yeah, if it was on the same show, since it's a different show, it's just fucking stupid is what they call it. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're just jealous you didn't think of it first. I wasn't. I don't care. Like, you were the one making. F- I don't get. You know what, what? Let's just move on. All right. Let's see what's happening around CBC. Um, on BGA, they're going to discuss Final Fantasy VII Remake this week. And yours truly is going to be on that show. Hey, James, you want to join me on that show? No, I don't, but Crowley will be there, and he's just going to have to try to not swear. Okay, well, that's good. Uh, otherwise, our editor, which isn't either one of us, he'll have a lot of work, which is whatever. He's probably going to have a lot of work anyway, but... I, I think he does every time they record. <laughs> Especially when uh, certain people <laughs> don't record on the correct microphone. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I love love new podcasters. They're so much fun. (laughs) Uh, Over on Drunkenomics last week, uh, they were talking about the oil price crash. So uh, if you want to get some more insight over on, you know, possibly why the oil prices uh, crashed through the floor, they were negative for a little while. Uh, Check that out. And their drunken slurring or slurrings. See, I'm I'm pretty lit myself. I was going to say, are you drunk? (laughs) Apparently so. Working on it. Yeah, I went and filled um, up uh, my 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 uh, car, uh, and they gave me uh, three dollars. Oh, good. Yeah, I guess that's the way it worked. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think they the just pay you to episode. to cart it off now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so go check out Drunkenomics. Um, our new show, Spoiler: They Die, uh, is discussing part two of their Robert Picton series. 
Uh, so check that out. That's going to release Thursday. What's happening over on Simply Stogies, James? Uh, well, uh, I don't know. What day is it today? I don't know. Day whatever, a quarantine. I don't have to know what day it is anymore. I just have to know when I record shit. On the first, which is, I don't know, a few days from now, I'll be reviewing the Castagli uh, Daughter of the Wind Cremello, which one of my fellow bloggers infamously gave it a 73. And yes, he is a fellow blogger and he can eat my ass. I'll give him a spoon uh, just so oh it's easier God. for him. Oh. And, and uh, uh, yeah, so uh, stay tuned for that. Plus, I don't know, we're going to record another uh, Patreon only uh, episode uh, coming up. So if you give me money, thanks. And we'll get another episode out to you here pretty shortly. Very cool. And as always, up on smokinganddrinkinginspace.com is our Keanu Reeves Day petition. So up in the upper right-hand corner, click that link that says sign the Keanu Reeves Day petition. Uh, give that a sign, and we'll see if we can make Keanu Reeves Day a thing. That's May 21st, 2021, where The Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 are releasing uh, not Bill and Ted. But it Rob. should. But it should. No, Bill and Ted was supposed to release this year. Now they may postpone it, but... Yeah, to put it on Keanu Reeves Day. That would be awesome if all three of them released on Keanu Reeves Day. All right, look, I don't, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news here, but when you think about Keanu Day, uh, Keanu Reeves Day logically, you just think it through to its logical conclusion. If there is indeed a, a, a thing such as a Keanu Reeves Day, and then each uh, studio wants to capitalize on Keanu Reeves Day by releasing all of the movies that Keanu Reeves has made on 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 said day. I mean, some of Keanu Reeves' movies will probably be a flop. No, I think there's enough love to go around for all of Keanu Reeves' movies. I mean, I'd watch all three movies in one day. It's fine. Yeah. In one weekend? Yeah, I would definitely take all of those in What are you in talking one about one weekend? I just do it all on Saturday. Well, that's, you know, a good probably nine-hour chunk of your Saturday. Well, yeah, let's just pretend so? each movie's two hours. I mean, that's I mean, what else? six. What else what, am I going to do? a 20-minute pee break in the middle so you can go get popcorn and take a piss? Like, I don't. Yeah, but what else am I going to do? Sit here and like get ready for a podcast? Yeah, something like that. Spend time with your family? Dude, I have put in enough time with my family lately. <laughs> we are, we are I done. Even, I don't even know if there's going to be movie theaters uh, next year at this rate. I, like it, Maybe everybody gets their own booth and then it's just disinfected immediately after you leave. I think there'll be Wait. movie theaters. I think that's where a lot of people will hold up during the zombie apocalypse. Maybe. Um, but I think there's also other movie theaters that already have booths and get disinfected when you leave. Uh, yeah, they're not the kinds that we go to, though. Uh, well, that we talk about. That we talk about. Oh, yeah. moving I, on. I'm, Rob, you got any news for us? <laughs> I do. Um, <clears throat> let's start with um, let's start with Lavar Burton. Woohoo! Reedy Greenbow. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he is in talks to return in uh, Picard. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, was kind of conspicuously absent this first season. He was, he, especially considering they mentioned that he was helping with the Mars stuff. So you would have yes. thought we would have at least seen them talking with each other, you know, at yeah. some point or yeah, so you know, reporting in. He was head of the Mars station during the uh, shipbuilding Utopia phase. Utopia Planitia is the name of it. Yeah. Okay. No, it's Mars you, station. 
It's Utopia Planitia. It was a station on Mars. I was correct. Mars Called station. Utopia Planitia. Okay, well, I, I prefer my term, so fuck off. It's, yes, it's was, a Trek term. You fucking non-Trekkers. <laughs> you guys just kind of fucking go in and out of whatever fucking fandom you want. God damn it. So? That's right. Well, that's not how it works. And no, how that's exactly works. that's exactly how it works. Are you are you a bandwagon jumper when You're it comes to sports? Not the boss sports? of me. I am your supervisor. I, I thought I was HR. Puffins. Lordy, stuff? help us. Mm-hmm. No, he was he was the director <laughs> of uh, Planitia Utopia. Utopia. Uh, Utopia Planitia. Planitia. I uh, keep no, you fucking had it, that you up. Had it right. That's why I say Planitia Mars Station. Utopia. Fuck off. I never <laughs> can't get those two fucking words in the right order. <laughs> he was the director during the, the shipbuilding phase for the Romulan evacuation. Is he going to bitch the whole time about not having a woman again? Because that's pretty much all he did on TNG. So I'm just wondering if that's what he's going to do here. He had women. They were just all virtual. That's that. That's weird. I mean, I know Riker had one at like season one or two, but that was. Uh, oh, was, yeah. The the lounge lizard. Um, Minuet. Yeah. Was her name. Yes. She wasn't a lounge lizard. That's Rob. No, oh, sorry. What else yeah. you got for us, Rob? So we've got a few delays in some movies, unfortunately. Oh, imagine that. Yeah. Huh. So uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That's the, um, that's the uh, animated uh, show mm-hmm. uh, that they did uh, the sequel and also the third installment of the homecoming trilogy uh, have been pushed back. Um, looks like October 7th, 2022 instead of April uh, for the spider verse. And then uh, the homecoming trilogy, it's going to be November, 2021 instead of July, 2021, which because of that, made some of the other Marvel movies move around. So you got the Doctor Strange and the Thor Love and Thunder movies that were supposed to be in, well, the Thor and, uh, uh, the Thor Love, ah, excuse me, the Thor Love and Thunder uh, is going to be moved up a week. So that was kind of weird. So February, uh, 11th 2022 the doctor strange one um was supposed to be uh let's see march uh, i'm sorry november 2021 it's now march 2022 so they've moved some shit around unfortunately do we do we think those dates are a little optimistic or am i just a pessimist yeah i feel like i feel like these guys these rich these rich actors right they live in their ivory ivory towers they can they can stay at home all day in their mansions and they're fine. They have endless amounts of money. They have people that shop for them. They don't have to go out and about. They can stay away from from the Rona, from the Corona media, like pretty easily, right? So if everybody wants to start getting back to work and studios want to start making money and and regular Joes, uh, uh you know, who start hurting for money because the government just can't give you two thousand dollars a month. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Uh. What happens when the studio says we need to start putting movies out and these movies are going to have a shit ton of extras who don't live in ivory towers, who are around people all the time. They can't test all of them. Uh, What are they going to do? Are these actors going to be like, oh, yeah, sure. Let me let me let me get in this giant crowd of people. CGI actors. 
<laughs> yeah, it's all going to go CGI now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just asking, I, yeah. like, is that a, a thing? <laughs> we're, pretty soon we're going to have our first Zoom meeting or movie. A, a Zoom, Zoom movie? movie. Yeah. yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the good news, though, is that uh, the Uncharted, live-action Uncharted movie is still happening. With so, with with Tom uh, Holland, Nathan Fillion. No, unfortunately, it's Tom Holland. Really, but, Tom Holland? Tom yep. Holland doesn't look <laughs> anything like Nathan no. Drake. No, no I don't know. I don't know. I how mean, Nathan Drake it. is this big, square-jawed archaeologist type dude, smartass. Right. I don't. When I think of smartass, I don't think Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland seems like really innocent and naive and not very Nathan Drake like. Correct. Well. Oh, well. The only problem That's with Nathan is Fillion is he's yeah. a little too old to play the character now, but... Yeah. I guess, but I think he'd still do a good job of it. You can make a story where... I mean, everyone knows who Nathan Drake is. Well, not everyone. You can make a story. Well, okay, the majority. Like, the people who would see this movie... Oh, yeah. Yeah, they would go and see it. And they'd be like, Nathan Fillion is who I want to see in that role, not Tom Holland. Like, I won't go see it now. I'll wait for it to come out on DVD in 2025. <laughs> and I will I will I will watch it and I will bitch about it in 2025 that Tom Holland makes a terrible Nathan Drake. You think uh Tom Holland is getting a lot of work that he really doesn't deserve because of his yes. portrayal of Spider-Man? I think he does a great job with Spider-Man. Yeah, I, do I don't too. I don't want anybody to think that I'm 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 shitting on Tom Holland just to shit on him. I think he he plays Peter Parker very well. He plays Spider-Man very well. He's wisecracking, quick-witted. Uh, he was good in said, Onward. Yeah. yeah I just don't think one. that he's Nathan fucking Drake. I'll give the guy a chance. Maybe he can pull it off. Maybe he's got a wider range of acting ability than what I give him credit for. But I saw him lip sync and drag on a show. Oh, well, lip sync. I do that yeah. every fucking weekend. Yeah. You're, you're, you're that's his Saturday life. night. That's his you're Saturday a weird, night. Weird, <laughs> weird life, Jason. Yeah. What else you got, Rob? All right, last thing. Um, who here is having withdrawals of The Mandalorian? Not me. I hate I, you. Well, you were waiting who for cares? me to say not me. I just didn't answer. I don't, okay, well, fine. It. Whatever. Moving on. Um, there is a behind-the-scenes thing that they are doing uh, for season one of The Mandalorian that is coming out on Disney Plus one week from tomorrow. So that would be uh, May 4th. No, thanks. Like yeah, May the 4th. On, yeah, with it's you. coming out on... Yeah. Star Wars Day. Yep. Yeah. On Star Wars Day. Um, we have a Star Wars Day, but we can't get a fucking Keanu Reeves Day. Yeah. What the fuck yeah. kind of travesty is that? A terrible it's one. Bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. So it's just a behind the scenes. They're going to talk with some of the actors. Uh, they're going to show some of the. Apparently, they're going to show how they did some of the stuff, and you know, it's a it's a short little uh, mini series. Uh, there's there's no way I could care any less about this than I do right now. None. I will never care less about this than right now. The, they're going to show Baby Yoda. Um, so James will be watching it with his daughter. <laughs> I, I, I could not care less Jay. at all about this. I am uh, the, they're Dave. scraping the bottom of the barrel to try to keep the heat on, on the Mandalorian. And I don't, but, I don't care. But your favorite person, Dave Cowboy Hat uh, Filoni, will be on there. <laughs> that motherfucker can you know what he and uh whoever else i said uh oh my fellow blogger they they can i'll give him a spoon too and they can both eat my ass at the same time 
You're so they, fucking they call, gross. They could call the video the visual uh, that I guys, keep getting for that. No, two guys, just two spoons. stop. Just stop. Why two guys, spoons? Why? Why not guys, just two guys, one spoon? Oh, fuck you! Both. They can share. They can share the spoon. Oh, who's ready for a pod crawl? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. We can call it. I don't know. Say a pod. Crawl the pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl pod crawl excellent insert it deep pod crawl kind of like a space suppository full of information. Young Ender Wigan is a cadet in the Terminex Academy of Bug Eradication Arts. He's been selected as the last best hope against extinction from a swarm of extraterrestrial ants by Dr. Indiana Solo Ryan. Though Ender is a brilliant tactician and strategist, he manages to wash out of training twice in his career. But because he is the chosen one, the Goldilocks between his two empathetic sister and his two sociopathic brother, the rules are bent to the breaking point to let him back in. After kicking the shit out of another young cadet who was more brawn than brains, he's promoted to battle school where he's part of a squad who competes in a zero-G style of laser tag against other squads. Ender starts on the yellow team, a team so insignificant it doesn't have a mascot. But he quickly shows his worth after questioning authority enough that he earns the respect of his squad and becomes the de facto leader. He's moved over to the green squad called the Salamanders, because nothing strikes more fear into the hearts of men than a salamander. The leader of the Salamanders is Bonzo, a guy who has a serious case of short man's disease, and gives Ender an endless amount of grief from the start. Ender ignores the orders of his commander and is promoted to leading his own squad that was decommissioned and brought back because the school is too cheap to buy new uniforms. This squad is made up of misfits, because reasons, and it's Ender's job to whip them into a lean, mean fighting machine. The dragons rise through the laser tag ranks until they are thrown a curved ball and have to fight two armies against overwhelming odds. Ender forms his team into a modified wedge formation because he watches too many NFL reruns, and they coast to victory. After being shown up by Ender several times and revealing what kind of huge douche he really is, Bonzo confronts Ender in the showers, which is really creepy. Ender greases himself up and literally beats Bonzo's brains in, which earns him another promotion, this time to command school. There he meets his hero, Mazer Rackham, who everyone thinks is dead. Rackham is training Ender in battle techniques with a photorealistic simulator against the simulated enemy species. Ender is the battle commander and his dragon squad are moving the pieces around the board. This is where the story loses realism as none of the children hurl any racial or homophobic slurs at their online opponents or tell their mom to fuck off in the background. <laughs> After several nice. weeks of simulated battles, mostly victories but with a few crushing defeats thrown in for flavor, they come to the final battle simulation and graduation day. After a bold opening, the enemy rallies with overwhelming numbers, and Ender says fuck it, and sacrifices his entire fleet for one big scorched earth blow. The gambit works and Ender has annihilated the simulated species homeworld, earning him the ultra-rare genocidal maniac trophy. But Colonel Dr. Ryan Jones Decker lets Ender in on a secret, he was leading actual battles. They weren't simulations at all, he was fighting with the actual Earth fleet and just wiped out an entire species for real. Ender isn't pleased and is told he has to go take a nap to calm down. Waking up, he runs out to some ruins on the forward planet base that apparently no one has explored yet and comes across a dying queen, the last of her kind, and her egg with a new queen capable of repopulating their species. With redemption possible, Ender gets promoted, again, and roll Ender taking the egg and exploring the universe for a planet to drop it off at credits. <laughs> well, well, well done. Can I ask a question sure. before we no. get into this? Uh, what was the dude's name, Mazer Rackham? Mm -hmm. That is. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Did anybody else get any um, Independence Day vibes from that dude? Oh, I got Independence Day vibes from this movie a lot. I mean, just the well, just well, the mean, fight scenes uh, from when he was uh, flying into the mothership. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. uh, he was like yelling. Independence. He was yeah, yelling. He went, remember me? Do you remember yeah. me? Or hello? He went, or he went full uh, cousin Eddie on him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, okay. Only cousin Eddie didn't eject. He took it like a man. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He took his death like a fucking man. Way to go, Cousin Eddie. I'm back. Yeah. Can't wait till we awesome. review that film. Oh, I can't wait either. Such a good movie. As opposed to Ender's Lame, which is not. I don't hate this movie, but goddamn, it's not good. It's okay. I mean, it's yeah, got problems, I but I mean, the book had problems too. It was, the book was just okay. It's been a long time since I've read the book and trying to remember. I mean, I was I was probably 13 or 14 whenever I read the book. God, you're old. Fuck off. <laughs> Look, I don't I liked the first part of this movie. I really really liked it. I I did. I was I was engrossed in it and I think I even said in our little uh super secret uh Discord chat. I was like, "Hey, I don't hate this movie." Like yep. this movie's not bad. Like I was enjoying it, but it, by the end, there's so many pacing issues and there's so many like lost time issues, uh, that I was just like, fuck, what, what the fuck is this? It asks great questions about war. It asks great questions about uh, society during wartime. Yeah, it, it does. But by the end of the movie, you're just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, the 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 ending was really compressed, so they didn't explain a lot of that. It was, it's like they had three quarters of a movie, and then realized that they were running out of budget, <laughs> exactly, and decided, oh, we need to wrap this up really quick. Uh, let's throw a castle in there that he has to explore, finds the queen, and then uh, takes the egg to go find another another colony. Which begs the question. Uh, that I want to ask each of you is, would you take the fucking egg? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, if I was, first off, I, I kind of find it hard to. He was to, gaslighted into thinking yeah. he was on, he he had no idea all those simulations were real. But I find I it hard to believe that he couldn't figure out that those were, were not simulations. He's supposed to be a strategic and tactical genius, but. He couldn't, he didn't realize that one dude, so he was supposed to be fighting against uh, Rackham, right? Rackham was supposed to be the other side of the simulation. And yet uh, yeah. he couldn't figure out that maybe Rackham wasn't the other side of the, the simulation. I mean, if he's a tactical and strategic genius, he's going to look for patterns, which, you know, he did. Right. Uh, and seeing that, you know, different battles may unfold in different ways with different patterns because they're led by different people instead of the same person probably should have tipped him off. Well, because one person typically, especially Rackham, I mean, why wasn't Rackham leading the fleet if he was the strategic genius that was able to beat Ender? I, I, I still find it hard to believe that Ender wasn't able to figure that out. Somebody like Rackham is going to have a pattern, an attack pattern, a defense pattern. He's probably going to have variations of that, but it's going to be this, the general overall pattern. Ender should have been able to recognize that there wasn't a, a consistent pattern across these battles and start gleaning 
some kind of idea that, you know, maybe this isn't exactly what it appears to be. Uh, oh, well, well, in I, the I books, in the books, he all he said is, I'm your instructor. I'm here to help you type of deal. And I think they it made more sense in the books because it's like, hey, we're going to do computer simulations based off of things, you know, and then the movie said, okay, let's do that, but let's throw a twist and say you're going against me. And yeah, that's where it lost me. Yeah. Well, I think, I think what they did was they, they set it up where he has problems with authority, with authority, uh, authority figures specifically. He doesn't, he doesn't typically like them. And so they immediately put him at odds with this guy who's obviously, um, you know, it, it's all a setup. And so I, it, that's not where I lose believability in it. Like, I find he's so in, he's so engrossed in trying to outsmart, like, who he believes is this this great tactical genius. It's his hero. He, right. So well, It's everybody's hero. So he's so engrossed in that. That he's just like he he doesn't see those patterns, he he's just he's zeroed in on beating the simulations. Okay, I can I can buy the tunnel vision argument. Where where it lost me, and Rob, would you kill would you kill the the egg, or would you would keep I kill it? would I kill the egg or would I keep it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I th- I think I think I would take it and then kill it. Yeah. So, I don't think I don't think I I don't think I would kill it right there because you'd just be fucked. Well, yeah, like it's, the the queen was going to kill him, right? Like, yeah, they, they right, had, right. Yeah. And then she was like, oh, "Nah, it's fine. It's cool. But, just take my but, here, take my. You killed our species. Take my baby." Right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that I mean, makes no I, sense I find, to me. Number one, that, that, yeah. that's just stupid. Number two, I would kill the egg. I would not look. It doesn't matter. What what Ender like everything that Ender asks at the end of the movie when he finds out it's not a simulation and he's having this panic attack and I honestly thought he was just going to vomit over the side. Yeah, of the I rail. did too. I thought to myself, okay, well that's a normal reaction. Like I think anybody who thought they were in a simulation and then is just told, hey, you just wiped out an entire species, you just would probably have that same reaction. Yeah, but. The flip side to that coin is everything that Han Solo was telling him, which was, hey, man, <laughs> they came after us first. We're finishing the fight. We're making sure that they can't get back up again and do what they did to us before, where tens of millions of people lost their lives. And he's not wrong. And he's I th- not wrong. In fact, that's beaten into this kid the whole fucking movie yeah well and mud. other kids it he beat it gets beaten into other yeah kids, you make sure that mostly, they can't get right? back up to fight right like that's the whole theme and then when he does it yeah sure you have that moment of holy shit i just committed genocide i but- see i think i i think i think part of that is he was betrayed he was lied to right and and so i think he would have been okay with the idea if he knew up front, no. But then again, but, he but wouldn't be as, at that. He wouldn't. Yeah, be. he wouldn't have been. He would have done. Tried to do something different, right? Because I, I, I don't stupid. think it's. But see, I don't think I don't think it's the bugs that he has a problem with. I, I think it's Authority. all the other people that he just killed. I guess you know he no. Just, I I they, think they were they were cannon fodder. I think it's right? absolutely the species. You know, he was saying. I mean, he's. 
Yeah, no, you're right. He was, he, but I don't, it was the species that he wiped out. I think it was absolutely the species that he eradicated because he said, um, you know, I just, I just committed genocide. And for what reason? Because in the 50 years that they uh, attacked us initially, they haven't invaded us again. And the whole reason that they probably built up their military was defense because they saw that Earth was coming to attack them. Right. But that's not that's that's not 100 percent clear. No, it's not in in, in in the the movie. movie, It's not 100 percent clear. You're right. And this is where the the book actually fleshes this out. Yeah. So in the book, there is no game. There's no game simulation. The queen talks to him directly. Um and he, uh, at the end, and he finds out that the bugs thought that they had no, they thought the humans had no brain. No sentience. Like they, that they, no sentience. They thought they were just ants to us, right? Yeah. Um, because they didn't have a hive mind. They didn't understand right. the concept of individuality. Right. And so, so when they figured that out, they, that's when they like, oh, okay. And they backed off. Um, but we went after them. All right. Okay. So. Let me, I, I want to make this clear. I poor storytelling. Well, yeah, poor storytelling for the movie, I think. So, so if, I'm, if I'm going just off the movie and I'm given the same information that Ender's been given and I play the same stupid game and I find out that they're, they're, they're sentient and I find out that they're telepathic and I find out all this bullshit, it doesn't matter. They killed tens of millions of humans. They've built an army. I see their army. I must destroy the army. The easiest way to do that in a simulation is you just wipe out the planet. Ender wipes out the planet. Game over. He won. In fact, that's what he says. Game over, right? <laughs> okay. Once you, well, find out, <laughs> once you find out that it's all real, like you have to com- you, you compartmentalize that and you have to you think about it logically. I wouldn't go running off into a fucking cave on an ancient planet to find a fucking egg. And if I did do that, I would take the egg. Say thank you. Bid the queen adieu as she dies, and then step on the egg. Okay. Well, let's Done. let's take the let's let's flip the coin here. Let's let's put up a scenario let's flip the where egg instead. Yeah. Let's put up a scenario <laughs> where you find a mound of fire ants in your backyard, and you go and throw poison they on have them. Those to in a, Iowa? Uh, no, probably not. No. It's probably too cold up there. But hypothetically, lucky dogs. Yeah, I know. Um, hypothetically, you throw a, a bunch of poison around the mound to kill them, right? Let's suppose right. that, uh, you know, the, the ants survive your initial attack and then build up this humongous ant colony to come and eat you alive. Okay. And because they, they, they perceive you as, as a, an imminent threat. Dinner. You don't right. understand that the, the ants are conscious at this point. But once you realize that the ants were conscious, you back off. You don't want to eradicate a, a sentient species, even though they're, you know, destroying your grass or whatever. They're, you just let them be. They're not that invasive. Would you would you want the ants to still eradicate you, even though you you backed off? So I, I don't I don't live in a climate. Where fire ants? Okay, uh, well, I, I understand. You no, don't. No, no, that's fine. Let's, let's so, okay. Let's, just, let's put let's, it. Let's no, no, think no. about this. Fire let's ants attacked this. first, right? No, let's put it this way. Okay. It's not that I what found. If, it's not that I found the fire ants. It's that the fire ants bit me, or they bit my kid. No, no, no. Or they bit my wife. No, no, no. no, no. You just found a mound of fire ants, and you wanted to get rid but of that's them not in your what backyard. This movie, that's not. But that's not what happened here. 
They found yeah, us. Yes, you are you are taking the part of the invading species. Okay. And I invaded for what reason? Did they ever give a reason why they invaded? They, they were looking they were, for, they were looking for to colonize another planet. Okay. So if they're dumb enough as an attacker to not know their enemy and not try to understand their enemy first, then yeah. They need to be eradicated and wiped out so that they don't do this to anybody else. Because I don't wow. want them going into Jason's yard now, next door what and if, doing the same thing. What if instead of being fire ants, they were corn? <laughs> Would that change your mind? No, not at all. If, if corn is attacking me, I, I'm going to do my best to make sure that corn is eradicated so that it doesn't attack anybody else. That's silly. That is a silly argument. Because it's not because they attacked. It's not that they just existed. It's that they attacked and they killed tens of millions of people if they're if they're willing to attack a planet without finding out if that planet is full of a sentient life first then guess what they need to be eradicated before they go and do it elsewhere because if they've done it to us they've probably done it to others i have no problem labeling a, a, a a species an alien species as uh, as an enemy that must be completely and fully eradicated from the planet. Even from, if they don't the universe, understand the your specific yeah. type of consciousness or sentience? Because, yeah, absolutely. Because that, what, are you saying that there's only two kinds of consciousness in the entire planet? No, that seems I'm not. That's very narrow-minded. No, that's, hey, that's not my then, argument. My argument is once they understood our type of, of sentience, matter. they backed they, off. They realized that they what they were doing to, wrong was wrong they and didn't they backed off. First. They didn't ask first, you, did they? They were just like, well, let's a, just go colonize a, the planet. Do you ask an anthill if it's okay to throw poison on it? Anthills, an, an, okay, let's let's be very clear here. Anthills cannot communicate with human beings. That you know of. These aliens could obviously communicate with human beings because they found a way to communicate with Ender, both in the book and in the movie. Eventually, so, yes. It doesn't matter. Then, then you find a way to communicate. And if you can't communicate and you think, oh, look, look at the these technological beings. They're obviously not sentient. Let's kill them and, and colonize their planet. Uh, that's a problem. Yeah, because it means they'll do it to somebody else. Yeah, I have no problem eradicating them from the galaxy. Fuck them. You know, Even whenever they see to be a threat. Uh, you brought up a good point, though. I mean, they show up. We got satellites buzzing around our planet. How are we not smart? How do they it's know where the satellites premise. came from? It's a dumb fucking premise, number one, because it makes them dumb. It makes that alien species dumb because all they do is colonize and they don't look to see where they're colonizing first. It, it And it's trying to compare uh, apples and apples, not apples and oranges. So when you compare a human to an ant, you're comparing apples and oranges. When you're comparing an alien species who is sentient and technologically advanced to a another alien species that is sentient and technologically advanced. That's apples and apples. Well, so but no, no, this was I, an you're, apples you're, and oranges the, comparison because their type of sentience is a hive mind sentience. There's, there's one central matter. sentience. You're, you're, you're focusing on sentience. Yeah. And you're because not that's the focusing whole, on the technology part. The if technology part another, could take various forms. I mean, they oh, seem to it? have a very uh, biological form of, of technology, whereas we and have so a so when very... they saw a, 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 an analog technology, like what we have, they very didn't Very mechanical, go, 
or, or yeah. electronic type of technology, they may not have had any idea what that was. And so, and so they acted first. Again, if they're just going to act first, they'll do it to others. They either need to be taught or eradicated. We don't know if they're coming after us. We don't know why they're building an army. We, they, we just see the army. Yeah, let's kill them. Done. Be done with it. They can't come back and do it again because they wiped out a lot of people the first time. And that was just one ship. If they come back with multiple ships, they can eradicate the whole planet. So, yeah, we have to strike first. You're not at that point. You're not talking about uh, them coming back and giving you a bloody nose. You're talking about them coming back with the capability to 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 wipe out your species. So, yeah, if it's survival of my species or survival of their species, fuck them. It's time to to take a flamethrower to the fucking anthill. So I think I can understand building up a military for defense, but they actively went out to wipe out their entire species. I have no problem with that. I have, I have zero problem with that. How'd they know where they were? Uh, I I, I mean, who knows? They, they could attract them somehow. They followed the pheromone scent. Yeah. I'm not sure that that's an, that's an important (laughs) aspect of, of what we're getting at here. I don't think that that makes me a bad person. And I don't think that what, what, what solo did, and the rest of uh, the people in charge of the government in this movie, what they did, I don't think it makes them evil. I think it makes them practical, pragmatic. Uh, while, while, yeah, it's sad that we have to wipe out an entire species, uh, it also ensures the survival of our own. So I am 100% okay with it. In fact, so was Ender, because Ender said, I have to do whatever I have to do to make sure that they don't hurt you, Valentine, his sister. He got it. It's just when he did it, the act was different than the thought of doing it. Well, no, he realized at the end that they weren't actually a threat. Okay, but nobody else did, including Ender, until the end, until the act had been done. And at that point, sure, I'm sad about it, but you know what? Would I, would, if I just wiped out an entire species except for the one thing that could re-propagate that species, guess what? It's got to die because uh, it will want revenge. If it is sentient, if it has emotions. Well, now you're trying to project your own emotions and your own. Yeah. And again, I'm okay with that because I can rationalize it. What if we teach it to be a good person? It's like the uh, um, Mass Effect, those, those bug dudes. You have the chance. You have the choice of killing the queen or not killing the queen because the the new queen understands. The, yeah, whatever. Go on. Yeah, yeah, I got no problem killing it. Let me ask you guys this: Would you go back in time and put, kill baby Hitler? It's basically the same fucking question. Um, this is a time travel question, so I'll let Rob answer first. <laughs> Thanks. Um. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Let's do it. No. Yes. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Rob. I have zero I have zero problem knowing what Hitler did. Does that mean Let's it's going to stop it? No, but it doesn't doesn't mean that Hitler won't do okay. it. Yes. All right. Are you so, guaranteeing so that the future is going to be better? I mean, you're right, no, you you vastly but, altering but the future. But let's there's do a chance. This. What I'll I would do. No, what I'll do. Um, I have a time machine, right? No, you Correct? don't. Okay. I, I, I have a time I'll machine. I'll assume that you do. Perfect. Okay, so I go back. I don't kill baby Hitler, but I kidnap baby Hitler, and I take him back into the future with me and see what the future is like. <gasps> Maybe it's, the original Hitler good. was the Lindbergh baby. 
<laughs> so now, now I can see what Maybe happens Rob when went Hitler back in time doesn't and kidnapped exist. The wrong kid, right, Rob? Let me ask you this: Are you going to raise baby Hitler as your own? No. So what? I was what I'm say, saying, he'd be better off dead. I just yeah, just no. What, now, what, be done what I'm it. what I'm saying though is I. I, if if it made the world better, if everything happened and everything was good and everything was better, then obviously baby Hitler needs to die. If it makes things worse, then we well, need to try point, something else. And I haven't. Why does he have because to die I really at that point? Well, because I don't want to raise baby Hitler. Well, that's just you being selfish. What's to say that baby Hitler doesn't turn into future baby Hitler and or future Hitler. And then somebody in from the future. future has to come back and kill. Exactly. Hitler, right? Exactly. Well, no, somebody I, look, from I the future just has to come back and kill Rob. No, you know what? I'll just put him, <laughs> I'll just put him in a tub of ice or something. You know, we'll freeze know. him like That's, demolition. Okay, let's man. stop talking about how to kill babies and let's just, <laughs> all we I'm weren't talking is, about how to kill babies. We were just talking about whether or not we would. I Everybody think, knows you use a pillow. I think that in or times shake of, really hard in times of war, there are moral uh, questions that, that should be asked, like should we uh, completely annihilate and commit mass genocide uh, of an alien species? Uh, I, my vote is yes. My vote is always yes. Just when I die, if I still get a vote, uh, Democrats, <laughs> I want to say yes. Okay, like let's just put that on record now. Like if they attack us first, and then we have the opportunity to just eradicate them, eradicate it, be done with it. Because you just don't know. There's so many unknowns. I have like I don't have a problem with it. I get why the kid does. Like he's not even what fifteen. I think he's around twelve. Yeah, Yeah, he's he's like super young. And so they should have never told him that 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 he had done it. They should have just said, "Congratulations, you're now in charge." Like that's it. That's what they should have said. And then they go to the planet, and the planet's just you know not you know like whatever. Yeah, they screwed up by. don't tell, the, yeah, pulling don't up tell the Ender. world again. Yeah. Why, they they why should have just put it on Ender? the monitor. Put it on the monitor in the back room and let's all look there. Great job. You got a high score. Right. Go have a milkshake. <laughs> put put your put, initials in. Put in your three initials. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's what they should have done. I don't know why they told him. That's why I have dubbed this movie uh, Ender's Lame because the, the ending is lame. Everything up to the ending is fine. Does it suffer from some pacing issues? Maybe. But I think the music's great. I think the acting was spot on. Harrison Ford playing Harrison Ford, playing whatever character he's playing is fantastic. Yeah, it was it's always fantastic. Harrison Ford all the way down. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I enjoyed this movie until uh, they told him that it wasn't a simulation. And at that point, I'm like, ah, oh, this is stupid. Why would you tell a 12-year-old you just committed mass genocide? This is dumb. But it kind of parallels what happens when a major event like this occurs uh, that has such a large tragic loss of life or uh, destruction is kind of that that overreaction part. I mean, the 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 earth was focused for 50 fucking years on building a huge military and training somebody to uh, counterattack. And it took them 50 fucking years to get to that point. Uh, that's, that's, that's huge. In fact, society kind of almost focused around that particular goal to the point where somebody had to pay extra money to have a third child to get them into a, a military academy. 
Okay. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense, but I, whatever. I, no, I understand what he's saying. No, I, no. I, I, yeah, yeah. I don't, the, the third child thing, I don't under, I mean, yeah. So both well, I think of your resources, well, all, all, yeah, all resources well, were yeah, being directed yeah, yeah. to wiping out the enemy. So if you but, wanted to be allocated more resources to raise a third child, you had to get permission. Well, I understand that, but why would why would they want to raise a third child? Because at that point, okay, so look, there's a couple of examples of this. The most recently, 9-11, before that, World War II. When an event happens that is so traumatic to a national, or in this case, global psyche, there is, like he said, a, a natural uh, reaction a natural inclination to overreact to it, which is to go wipe them out. And so everybody pulls together. World War II is the best example of this, where everybody in America pulled together after uh, uh, Pearl Harbor and everybody started doing jobs and women got into the job market and started doing jobs that they typically didn't do beforehand. And everybody was pulling their weight. And those who weren't pulling their weight, uh, that who would said they were flat-footed or whatever, they got shunned in society, especially in smaller towns. That's just, that's just the way it was. So I'm assuming that this event had a the same reaction just on a global scale, which is why you see uh, the need to ask permission for a third kid. Why, why are you spending millions of dollars on a loser comments? Why are you like those types of things, right? Uh, again, I have no, <laughs> I have zero problem with it. You were attacked. Your, your very existence was tried uh, they tried to wipe your very existence uh from the face of the universe like you have to react if you don't then stronger predators will come and, and try to take your resources like that's just the way of the world uh, in this universe it's the way of this universe so I, I i again i just have zero problem with going and and spending 50 years and obviously trillions of dollars to wipe out uh an, an enemy a perceived enemy with no uh, nothing that says, "Hey, we're not your enemy. Uh, we're sorry about this. Sorry about killing tens of millions, man. Uh, we'll just back off." Uh, without uh, without that, I have zero problem with them doing that. None whatsoever. Zero. None. Well, and I think the World War II example is a really good example of a war that was not prevented by a war to end all wars, which was what World War One was considered. So no, I think you're right. Yeah. Saying, saying that you're fighting a war to end all wars is a misnomer. And it's, it's naive to think that you're going to end all war by ending the current war, fighting the current. Oh, they're going to end all war with the bugs. Yeah. End all war with the bugs. Not all war. It's not the war to end all wars. Well, but like Ender said, are you sure this is, yeah, this is their home world, but are you sure there are no more bugs out there? Right. Because he understands like that's just it. That's why did he ask that question? The que the reason he asked is because he understands. Because the event that was perpetrated on Earth, the act that was perpetrated on Earth, is what we're getting ready to do to, to do to the bugs, but on a much higher level. Mm -hmm. So if we haven't wiped them all out, they're going to come for us. They're going to come for us in in numbers that we probably can't comprehend. So are we sure we want to do this? Are we sure they're all in one spot? And they weren't. The the queen had taken a uh, uh, baby queen and gave it to Ender, who just wiped out her entire species. 
Well, because that makes she understood that he didn't do it knowingly, which I kind of have a problem with that Ender gets to basically wipe his hands clean of everything yeah. that he's done. He was he was never at fault for anything because everything always happened to him. And he was just he was always on the moral high ground. He, he never had any moral ambiguity. That's he never had to life. deal with moral issues. No, he was able to to blame others for it and and put that at their feet instead of taking responsibility for it himself. Which, by the way, I just want to point out that now he will be more popular than uh, whatever the fuck uh, Sir Ben Kingsley's character uh, uh, was. Markham Razor, Mar- Ar- Rackham Razor, Rackham, Rackham Sockham Robots, whatever the fuck his Rackham name. Rackham Ralph, Rackham yeah. Ralph. <laughs> whatever his day was, he's now going to be more insanely popular. I just want to go on record as saying that I would squish the bug and then go get laid as many times as possible. Dude, I'd hit uh, Haley, but uh, Haley Steinfeld, I, I, whatever I'd hit that I, I, she was all right. I wouldn't, I, you know I wouldn't what? Kick her out of bed for eating crackers. Yeah, no, I got that. You're talking about Haley Steinfeld now, right? Not when she was in Ender's game. Look, when she was in Ender's game, we were the same age too. So it's fine. I'm just saying, by the time you get back to Earth, you're probably 13, right? Maybe 14. Like well, I don't know. Puberty. You're hitting your stride. I'm telling you that there will be women, older women, mature women, women with experience that will want to show you things, for, but just out of gratitude for making sure that they and their families are safe. A 12-year-old? Would, uh, uh, as a 13-year-old? Yeah. Like, come on as now. As a 13, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would be all about it. All about well, it. yeah, as not. you as a thirteen-year-old, but I yeah. don't know that I'm. Oh, that's we're treading some really fucked-up territory here. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you things are going to get thrown at you. You are national. You're more than a national hero. You're a global hero. You're a universe hero. You are the universal hero. You are the universal soldier. That's a terrible movie. I hope we never it review it. <laughs> it's on the list. It's on the list. It's gonna, I oh, would shit. I would take I would take solace in the fact that my life is now nothing but a gravy train full of sex, drugs and rock and roll as far as the eye can see and I can milk this titty for everything it's worth until I die. So <laughs> why would I take a bug out into space ender you are a fucking moron. <laughs> I love uh one of the last things that I wanted to point out is I love the uh, the quip uh, when somebody said that Ender cheated. Uh, somebody said, your mother cheated. That's why you look like a plumber. Oh, my God, Rob. How many times have you heard that? Uh, never. I don't believe it's always, you. It's no, always I electrician, not plumber. <laughs> <laughs> Rob has the milkman's eyes. <laughs> Uh, for my brother going up, it was the uh, it was the uh, uh, mailman. He had the mailman's <laughs> eyes. Nice. All right, James, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, Ender's Game is it more sci fi than eleven twenty two sixty three? Yes, and better. There's like there's there's laser tag. There's no laser tag and fucking. Uh, 112263, there's spaceships. I didn't see no spaceships. Uh, there's bugs that are sentient and telepathic, and they want us to be a babysitter. So, yes, uh, Ender's Game more uh, sci fi than 112263. 
Rob, you got a haiku for us? I do. Um, I don't have a title for this one. I'll title it after. <laughs> okay, excellent. Works. All right, here we go. Young Ender Wiggum, you can't hurt me if you're dead. You will salute me. <laughs> good job. What's the title? Oh, the oh, title yeah. is this movie. This movie uh, was really good for three quarters of the way through, and then at the last quarter, it, it took a shit, much like Rob. That's, right, the, me, that's, that's a long that. fucking title. That's a title yeah, that's I'm longer just gonna than the actual it. haiku. Yeah, I'm just going to change it to Ender's Lame. How's that? That'll work. <laughs> that works. Perfect. All right. This title is Ender's Lame. <laughs> Who's got awards? It was hard, but yes. Rob, who's got yes. your uh, who's got your black lung? The bug planet. <laughs> God damn it! I hate you so much. <laughs> All right, James. The bug planet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I didn't go that figurative. Um, figurative. So. There's no figurative was about it, dude. Smoky. It was smoking. Well, no, it was, it it was on, on fire. fire. <laughs> it was, I don't think there was any smoke left. I think it burned off the atmosphere. So, um, mine's going to go to honorary Doc Cottle. Uh, James, who's got your head lush? Unless I'm mistaken, I didn't see anybody. I don't remember anybody drinking at the the dinner table when he was home. Uh, so, uh, Richard Dawson, man. Yep. Rob. Uh, yeah, nobody uh, was drinking at all. Uh, the only thing that could get close is uh, Bruno hitting his head. <laughs> That's just, dude, you're mean. That's mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mine's going to uh, Richard Mostly Dawson as his, well. His head turned to mush. That's pretty yeah, gross. No, yeah, I saw what, yeah, I saw what you yeah, did. Yeah, you saw what I went there. I changed yeah. the L to an M. Yeah. yeah good job. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Mm. All right. Uh, <laughs> Rob, who's got your player? Uh, I gave it to Han Solo for getting the kids to win the war. <laughs> okay. <laughs> James? Oh, no, I'm giving it to Ender. He was the ultimate player. He was player one. Ah, Game but over. was he ready? Uh, he, it doesn't matter because he played the game. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. They're all dead. Uh, yeah, so my player is going to go to Ender um, because not only did he get to win the game or win the simulation, but... He got to redeem himself by carrying off the the queen egg. So, and he got made an admiral. Yeah, that motherfucker failed up more times than <laughs> I can count. Failed up harder than Rob. Yeah, uh, that that kind of perturbed job. me too. It's like every time he fucking questioned authority, he got promoted. That's that's not how that shit works. It is in that man's army. Yeah, no shit. Uh, who's got your uh, purple hippo there, James? Uh, my Purple Hippo Award goes to the queen uh, because not only did she see her entire species get wiped out, she decided that a 12-year-old would make a great fucking babysitter for her <laughs> little queen baby. Well, 12-year-olds are pretty good babysitters and cheap. Not when they wipe out your fucking entire planet. Maybe I she had a really kid. hot date that she didn't want to miss. <laughs> Man, With her you're, planet? You're, you, you're making me... Date want to say bad things that I shouldn't say on this show. <laughs> Rob? <laughs> um, kind of, sort of, where James went, I, except I went the other direction in terms of Ender for talking to bugs. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, my my purple being hippo, talked to, I guess. My purple hippo is going to go to Ender. Uh, not only for you know the gaslighting and the rug being pulled out from underneath them and and the head trip that that is, but also you know mind controlling a video game and then talking to a queen telepathically. That that that's all pro- fucking surreal bullshit. So he's getting my purple hippo. Would you would you have played the game? If, like once uh, you realized that, that like both were poison, would you go? Oh yeah, I'll keep playing. Derp. No, uh, no. I saw bread no. and cheese over there. I would have eaten the bread and cheese. I'm a mouse looking exactly. for sustenance. There was bread and cheese over to the right. Why would I jump into fucking unknown poisonous glasses? Yeah, no. And they both looked the same. There was nothing that would tell you. Like, all right, cool. I jumped in the left one. I uh, died. All right, I'll jump in the right one. I uh, died. I guess I'll eat the bread and cheese and it's, instead. It's, it's kind of stupid. psychopathic that he jumped into the dude's eye and ate his brain. Well, Han Solo loved it. That says a lot about Han Solo. Yeah, it really does. Well, he married close to Flockhart. So. Yeah, that's true. All right, final thoughts? Don't watch this movie. I, I, You know what? Let me take that back. I would watch three quarters of the movie, and then once he blows up the planet and everything's cool, I just stop the movie and walk away because that's where they should have ended it. <laughs> they, he should have just, like, killed himself, I think. I we're, can't we're, handle it. Why would you do that? Then it would be Ender's Lame. You fucking suicided out like a douche. Fucking man up. You killed a, like uh, billions of people. Like bugs. You killed billions of bugs. You stepped on a giant ant colony. Fucking man up. Jesus Christ. Like you fucking put a magnifying glass on a planet. Just everybody chill. Uh, we're not doing any more uh, like fan no, that was the last one for a little while. Uh, we are actually going to Star Star Lord. Yeah, was this Star-Lord? this was Star Lords. So you're welcome, Star Lord. Yeah. Um, so out of the two movies, his Mom and was Dad better. Save, yeah, which one's better, yeah. Jason? Oh, yeah. this one. Oh God, this yeah. one by fucking far. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't a great movie. I was considering <laughs> okay, but T Flu needs to up his game a little bit. I don't know if that's accurate. I'll tell you why. This movie was heavier. It dealt with issues that honestly, I most of the time I'd rather not think about. Like if push comes to shove, sure I'll think about it, but I would rather I'd rather not. Uh, I'm gonna pick T Flu's movie, Mom and Dad Save uh, the Earth, Save the Earth, Save the Planet, Save the Galaxy, Save the Universe, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, I had more fun shitting on that movie uh, than shitting on Ender. But you know what this movie did that the other one didn't end terribly. No, the the other one ended terribly too. Uh, this one actually made me laugh. This one had a couple of moments that I actually giggled, uh, especially you giggle in this movie. That, like that one line that planet, I told you about, out? where you they will. were talking about mom's uh, uh, Rob's mom's plumber affair. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I thought funny. it was a little funny when he said that he would salute him. You know, you will. Yeah. Yeah, was, I, I yeah I guess I kind of chuckle at that too because I was like, yeah, that's something I'd fucking say. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, which uh, one did you like best, Captain? Captain oh, I, of the Barf Squad or something? Yeah, yeah, that was that was just kids being stupid. If you laugh, at um, that, you probably still laugh at fart jokes. Who doesn't? <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ! I liked Ender's Game better. Apparently, I'm the only one that liked uh, Mom and Dad Save the Earth. World. Better. Whatever. doesn't universe. matter. John Lovett's in it. 
I, you know what? This movie needed some John no, fucking it Lovitz in it. No, yes, it no movie fucking needs only, John Lovitz only, in it. Only if he was playing the part of the bugs. <laughs> no, I want John Lovitz to play the part that Han Solo oh, was playing. Oh, fuck that. Or the part that that uh, the chick from Suicide Squad was playing. This is why you do. This is why you're not a casting director. I think I'd be a fantastic casting no, director. No, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> There'd be a lot more movies with Jerry Ryan and uh, Christina <laughs> Hendricks. Oh, yeah, uh, they'd be great movies if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, naked, naked. All right, so uh, we're going to be picking our next movie or TV series at this point. Who's uh, picking the number? Who's telling me when to stop? I'll pick the number. All right. I'm never telling you to stop. (laughs) (laughs) What's your number? Uh, 48. Rob, tell me when to stop. Okay, stop. Is he saying well, anything? Almost. Okay. <laughs> All right. Like, oh, so shit, number Discord 48. Oh, this is a decent movie. So, you know what? That doesn't mean anything <laughs> doesn't when mean you anything. say it. <laughs> <laughs> 112263, Metropolis, Eternal Sunshine of fucking Fire Marshal Bill. No. Like, when you say that, I get scared. <laughs> All right, so next week when he says these are shitty, yeah, I'm like, oh, this is going to be really good. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) next week we are reviewing the movie where a family living on a farm finds mysterious crop circles in their fields, which suggests something more frightening to come. Directed by M. Night Shyamalan, oh yeah, starring Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix, and Rory Culkin. It is night or 2002's Signs. I love this movie. This movie is so good. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, I love it. If you don't like this movie, uh, I got nothing for you. It's better than anything we've talked about since Picard. It's not a bad movie. It's Rob, it's one of M. Not Shyamalan's uh, better Shyamalan. movies. Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Shyamalan, yeah. Shyamalan, ding dong. Uh, speaking of ding dongs, Rob, do you not like this movie? He does not. <laughs> do we do we lose, Rob? <laughs> we may have. Uh, nope, I'm back. Hi. <laughs> I heard my name uh, a minute ago from. So, do you not like this movie? I have never seen this movie. You've You've never never seen seen Signs? Signs? What? Never seen Signs. But yet, I read half the description and you knew what it was about? Dude, I used to work at a fucking blockbuster. Don't even start with me. Okay. (laughs) This is an older movie that is right right when I was working there, right? Oh, my God. This movie's so good. It deals with faith, it deals with aliens, it deals with fucking. Glasses of Water yeah. is a fucking amazing movie. Cannot wait. Cannot who's, wait. Who's in this? Who's in this? Mel Gibson. Really? That's why. Joaquin Phoenix and Rory Culkin. What, what's wrong with Mel Gibson in 2002? He hadn't made any anti-Semitic fucking statements in 2002. Well, I think it's got yeah, What's-Her-Face. Uh, it's also got Abigail Breslin, though. too. So this will be the second yeah. movie in a row that we see her. Wait, who's that? Abigail Breslin. She played, uh, Victoria. She played Victoria in this movie, in Ender's Game. The Victoria. sister. The sister. The sister. Oh, She's oh, yeah, Little Rock she from, uh, yes. from Zombieland. Yes. Yes. She is in this movie. Absolutely. She's in science. You're right. I didn't even think about that. No, I love this movie. This movie's fantastic. So many. Ah, oh, just good. Just good. Can't wait. All right. Well, that's all we got for this week. Our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix My Machete. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash discord on Twitter at status underscore podcast or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com 
If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon and make sure to visit Creative Brain Candy for more great shows and other creative works. For this week, I'm Jason. Young Andrew Wicken. That's all I'm going to I'm just going to stop there. Fucking hate you. Yep. Thoughts from a doorknob. That's uh, what that we should have named that hype. Mm, yeah, that would have been a good one. And we'll talk to you next week. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs>